Good evening, Patriots. And it is Thursday, January 6th again, just like it was in the last show. It's amazing. Time moves fast, but not that fast. We're um, going to dig into a little bit of a continuation of our previous talk on perspective, which is earlier tonight on Bards FM, but on perspective of truth, kind of that perspective and that weight and direction that we have to hold on to in this time of deception and twisting of things all around us. It's really getting, it's going to be a challenging path for many going ahead, and there has to be a measure of compassion on our part for sure. Before we begin tonight, mypillow.com forward slash bards, mypillow.com forward slash bards. That's the Bards Nation homepage on on MyPillow site. It's a great page. Featuring all the latest specials on my pillow. Your promo code is Bards B A R D S B A R D S. You can use that promo code anywhere on the My Pillow site, Frank Speech site, and My Store site. So head on over to mypillow.com forward slash Bards. Take advantage of some of the great specials that are going on right now. The six piece towel set for thirty nine ninety nine. Buy one get one free Giza sheets. Up to seventy five percent off on the classic My Pillow. 40% off on my slippers, doggy beds on sale. There's all sorts of stuff over there. So head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards. All the products there are fantastic. I use many of them myself. And it's just a really great company as well, led by our Patriot CEO, Mike Lindell. Again, mypillow.com forward slash bards, promo code bards. The Founder's Bible is another great one. The Founder's Bible. Your promo code there is BARDS. Use that at the coupon checkout space when you get those Bibles. Those Bibles are an NASB 1995 edition with our founder's documents worked in. It is a beautiful publication, and it's American-produced. Published in the United States, the NASB 1995 version is a U.S. translation. It's all good stuff. It's just a great, beautiful Bible. It's a legacy heirloom Bible is really what it is. And there's three versions you can check out. They're all great, so... Head on over to thefoundersbible.com. Use your promo code BARDS for 20% off. Finally, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com, ExpeditionCoffee.com. That's the BARDS branded coffee. It's a fantastic coffee. It gives you great energy boost all through the day. It's designed to give you that sustained level of energy, clear focus in the head and the mind. And that is part of a complement, full complement of a suite of products that build a health ecosystem to help reclaim our health sovereignty. And those products include the coffee, Expedition Coffee. They include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Immune XP, which is immune booster with high levels of vitamin C built around pine cone extract. And Earth, which is another fantastic full supplement that you drink each day. I do use all these and Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that ensures full body health, isolation of pathogens, including the full complement of SARS-CoV viruses. So head on over to Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com and check out all those great products. I use every one of them each day. I sleep on the MyPillow stuff every day. And I have the Bible every day. It's all good stuff, great products. So this last week has been, there's going to be a lot of challenging things ahead because this last week has been kind of a, last couple weeks, in fact, have been a difficult week of reveal. And I think we've had to come to grips with 
many things we didn't expect, especially if your eyes are open. There is a clinging on to what people want to believe. And unfortunately, that assumes a form of worship when we are not aware of what we're doing. Uh, when I point to that, it's we tend to build narratives when we don't like the way things go. So I've hit on this one narrative in particular. It's one that drives me crazy, and it's this one that where literally, you know, President Trump is um, he's working with the cabal, trying to be in line with them while he's actually promoting the vax, but that's not actually what he's saying. And he's secretly against the vax, but he just can't come out and say it right now because it's too dangerous for him to do so, and he has to protect his family. That's one of these justified narratives of uh, literally what I call a narrative of the me culture because they don't want to face the fact that it's not as it is. So you make up a story to fit that narrative, and that narrative falls apart on many levels, the one I just described to you. Number one, Trump is, the elites are not stupid. And the idea that somehow Trump would be fooling them by producing a narrative of promoting the vax and, and they would think that he was a deep loyalist to them after all they've been through is ridiculous. Secondly, as we kind of understand that this is a, a war between the elites and that they're all friends, or at least were at some point in time, friends in a loose sense. They're not going to be fooling each other. This is, it's not, they're not that dumb. And the other component of that narrative, which falls apart, is the reality that our words matter. What we say is a matter of life and death. And in President Trump's case, it is real life and death. His influence is extreme, especially with certain segments of the population. One of those is the elderly. They do listen to him. They do trust his word. So you can't work into a world where you're justifying the things that someone says like that as just an offhanded idea that it's okay. Much of the exercise in, in for me in going through this deconstruction of President Trump is not because I'm trying to generate a bunch of people that are going to hate him, and that's a lot of what the MAGA tends to go to, or even Q of followers at this point, is that you either stand with us or you're against us attitude. But that's not the pursuit of truth. In fact, I would argue that God doesn't even want us doing that. God wants us to read and to question in life and to have that conversation with him because that's what a good father does. And what's beautiful about our relationship with God is that as we have those challenging conversations, God is there to have those conversations with us if we're willing to listen and open our hearts to listen. Because once that happens, then we're able to start to realize and understand the deeper meanings of what's really going on. And that's part of living and being alive, but not being an, an obedient slave. Much of that's going to rest on how intimate our relationship is with God. And unfortunately, I don't think that many people in our government, if anybody, have an intimate relationship with Christ Jesus or God. They, can, they might pray. They might go to church and sit into a pew. They might throw money in the offering plate. They love to be seen doing that. But the fact is that to truly be in that place of having an intimate relationship with God is a place of being humbled and being willing to step in and live in that humble walk. Let me give you an example 
of this. And it's it should be very apropos. If you're a Bards Fest, you heard it. And I want you to juxtapose this with President Trump. Now, President Trump is out here forward-leaning into this vax, saying that he developed the vax. I did it. I created it. Look what I did with Operation Warp Speed. We all know that in the very, just on the very surface of that statement, it's a lie. He had nothing to do with the creation of the vax. And that is a real problem because right up the beginning, he's trying to take credit for what a lot of scientists and engineers did. I don't have to like what they did, and I'm not doing that, but he, he's asking for full credit. The interesting thing about the Lord is I, I would argue that this part, this part of the narrative, and we're in this part of the story tonight, is that if you want something like that and you're going to be pushing out in front of that, then quite frankly, God's probably going to give it to you. Just watch out for what you wish for. Okay, that's, that's an important component. But let's compare that to Mike Lindell. And I'm in no way pedestalizing Mike Lindell, but I want to draw attention to his talk that he did at Bards Fest, which is where he gave his talk on how he came to Christ. Now, President Trump said in an interview last spring that he had never asked forgiveness for God. He just tries to do the right thing. Here's the, here's the opposite. Mike Lindell accepted Christ, Christ Jesus. He talks about that process. And at Bards Fest, and this is what he has as part of his standard uh, discussion, he put up a picture of himself. And this picture was with him on stage, and there was about 60,000 people in the auditorium, in the stadium, and he was speaking to. And Mike Lindell was on his knees, on a my pillow. <laughs> I have to laugh because Mike's never going to miss an opportunity for the pillow. But literally praying on his knees with those people. Now, Mike's a billionaire. Trump's a billionaire. And I just want you to put those two images in your head and reconcile. I'm not condemning Trump in the sense of his, whether he, I'm not trying to suggest he's not with Christ or not. I don't think he carries an intimate relationship with Christ. And I think that's a lot of the problem because it becomes a very shallow relationship. And so as I close out phase one of this discussion tonight, it is the responsibility of the leader of a nation and what that means. Trump is a leader of the nation. And that means that he has assumed that role to lead the nation. There is a lot in scripture to suggest the importance of leaders and nations have to be heavily accountable to how they lead people. And that part, in my opinion, where we have been led has failed in what the expectation was that we had for him. Now we enter the next phase of this. And this is his counselors and advisors. A good leader in a nation also needs good counselors and advisors. I'm not talking about the Mark Meadows and the, and the staffers. They're all, half of them have their, half, half of their foot in the devil's den anyway. What we were looking at were the spiritual advisors that surrounded him, and there were many. The problem is that none of them have done their job. None of them have done their job. Had they done their job, I don't believe that we would be in quite the issue that we are in right now. None of them have been bold enough to tell President Trump what is right or wrong. Instead, it's like everybody else. It's literally the king without any clothes. 
So this is just indicative of our spiritual leadership across this entire nation. For the most part, it is bankrupt because it is unwilling to step forward into the hot seat and put themselves out there to say the things people don't want to hear. Our founding fa- our founders of this nation were really the pastors. That's who really awoke this nation. And they don't get that reputation by being couch potatoes and uh, I'm going to say something nasty, but I won't. Um, people that would bend over and comply to anything that was asked. They didn't get that reputation. They instead stood boldly at the pulpit and they spoke of the truth at the risk of their own lives. So when I read narratives on social media and whether it's however that form takes about Trump and defending him and trying to say that, well, his family's blackmailed or he's, he's um, trying to work with the cabal or, you know, whatever this garbage is. I don't want a leader like that. I want a leader who can stand up and speak truth like our old pastors, like the old black robe regiment. I want those that can be firebrands at the pulpit that have no fear. One that I've, I've talked about openly and he stands out because he literally called out by name the person that was trying to close down the church. And that's Pastor Tony Wood in Orange County, California. He called out Gavin Newsom by name and let him be known he was not going to comply. And he fearlessly stood up to it and told him quite to the opposite. He was going to grow his church and make it bigger than ever before. That's the firebrand that we need. Okay. So as we are standing here and we're witnessing this and as we're trying to reconcile, many people are reconciling what they're trying to see with Trump. Just look at the facts and don't color it. And that's a hard thing to do because our hearts are trying to tell us, well, we don't want this. But that's not being honest with our relationship with the Lord because in the first place of the Lord is we have to see clearly that we pray for that eyes to see. Eyes to see doesn't say eyes to see with rose-colored glasses on because I don't want to see truth. Truth is not easy to see. And whatever the point is, and it is not a point of just like throwing the baby out with the bathwater because that's not what we're talking about here. God doesn't work in simple black and white. Let me give you an example, and this follows right from the previous show. The The war that we're really witnessing, and I'm... I mean, this is my position. You can take it or leave it. But my position is that the war that we're really witnessing is a war between elites an Illuminati faction and what I'm calling the American Masons. And that war has been raging for some time. It has been quietly behind the scenes, but it has now broken into the open as the Illuminati have tried to make their final push to seize power of the world. And the other group is trying to take it, prevent it from happening. But both of them have some common origins. That's the war. That we're in. And that war has been had it's been done by always manipulating us to try to take one side or the other. But we can't be played like that. We have to see clearly in the path ahead because God needs us to go back to Him. But here's the thing we're so deeply entrenched in this black and white world. They created a world of binary. There's there's always a good and a bad, always a yes and a no. 
But God doesn't work that simply. So let me lens it like this. If we look at Trump rather than as someone who betrayed us, and I, I think that's harsh, I prefer to look at, as I've said, I can no longer stand with Trump, and I'm very clear about that. What that is saying in, in my place is Trump is a stepping stone towards a place that God needs me to be. So when we start with where we were, coming to the realization that there was a pure evil, and then there is this emergence of a guy who we choose to, to support, who's making the great promises of, of America, make America great again, that's God needs that group and needs them to fight evil. He'll use evil to fight evil, and that's literally what I believe is happening. But if we're going to continue to pursue Christ and pursue our relationship with Jesus, we have to continue our due diligence of looking honestly at what's happening and keeping our eyes on the cross, not our eyes on Trump. Now, Trump has said many times, and he is the chosen one, at least a number of times. I won't say many, but a number of times that he is the chosen one. I don't know who chose him because I didn't. And what that there's too many people immediately default to the idea, well, he's been anointed by God. I don't buy that. And I've said that from the beginning. I have no doubt that God used him and is still using him. But there is a huge difference there. And when we put our loyalty and faith into someone like that as a man, I can guarantee you that at a certain point, God is going to crush that person because we can't be, if God is wanting us home, we can't be worshiping a man. So what we have witnessed so far is that there is some sort of a dark Illuminati elite and there's some sort of a more moderate elite and that more moderate elite is trying to decimate the evil, dark Illuminati elite, and God's going to use that. But through the process of that, there is a greater awakening that occurs, which is our relationship to Christ and what that truly means, which is that we trust no man, we bow to no man, and we follow our Lord Christ Jesus. Now, this gets into the third part of this, and that's where does our responsibility lie? If you've been following my channel, and you know that I've been fairly vocal about our failure in this process. And our failure in this process actually goes back to April of 2020. Because when COVID hit, Trump did the right thing. I'm not going to say whether he, whether he changed directions or not, but in fact, we, it probably goes back to the beginning of his presidency, in fairness. Because as President Trump stepped on the stage, instead of praying for him and standing with him in full force prayer to have him walk that path of Christ and be that advocate for the people, way too many people basically did, you got this Trump, you're in office, can't wait for you to fix it for me, let me know when it's done. That is not the way this country was ever designed. We are supposed to be engaged and we, are, and we as Christians should be praying for our leaders. It doesn't mean we agree with them, and it doesn't mean we stand with them, but praying for them is a different issue. And I don't question the Bard's Nation in the dedication of prayer. I really don't. But there are a whole lot of people out here that just kind of took Trump for granted and like, oh, yep, he's there. He's going to fix it. Check that box. Away we go. If we're going to be in that path 
and walking that path with Christ. We have to commit ourselves as well to using prayer as the tools it is intended to, to put that direction of prayer in for our leadership in our nation. It's extremely important. And so what we are going through right now is this awaking from this deep slumber, which we have been in as a nation. And then suddenly when you pop your head up, you're like, oh, oh my goodness, what is he doing? He's, he's supporting the vax. This is the man I voted for. He was supposed to be all end all. It was supposed to be it. That's absolutely unfair to Trump. Because if you look at where he is and what he's done in the past, he's actually fairly consistent in his business deals. The consequences of what he's doing are, whoa, I, I mean, we're dealing with a magnitude of global death that I don't know if he's got his head wrapped around this or not, but the consequences of his executive orders and his approval are destroying lives. Our prayers literally need to be that he will wake up and take accountability for this because there's one person right now that could put a stop to this literally with one tweet. A tweet that would take probably 30 seconds to write and send and this entire thing would be halted. I can't tell you that that will happen. I'm not telling you that if if he did that, that I'd, I'm not going to tell you at all that I'd come back and say, oh, great, I'm going to be right on his side again because there's a process that that leads to, which there has to be, in my opinion, a full repentance by Trump and an acceptance of Christ truly in his life, not just a casual thing. But that also means two other parts have to happen. He needs to have real spiritual counselors around him, not these feckless pieces of junk that are around him that are more interested in their image and their association with Trump rather than what their duty is to God to guide him as the as good counselors in the name of Christ. And he needs our prayers strongly rooted in that support to guide him and keep him on this path. He's in the midst of a torrent of evil. I don't, I, I am not going to go to the place of saying that Trump's heart is evil, but he's definitely taken a bad path, a bad one. And the consequences are real. And with it, he's dividing the, the, the movement because we've got the, those that are literally, I think they're still in shock and awe about the COVID thing. And the patriots that are out here trying to just spin these narratives to justify him. That doesn't do, that is not a walk of truth, justifying wrong. We have to be bold enough to speak truth and to speak it bluntly. And if it doesn't make somebody happy, I'm sorry, but we're, we're in a war. And that sort of directness is necessary many times because that also is a definition of agape love. Because with agape love comes tough love. That's that line you will not cross. And so what he's given as a man, there has been a lot of good that has been given a lot of empowerment to people reclaiming that position and awareness. But be careful also when we talk about nationalism and patriotism. Because this is the slippery slope where we get wrapped into their fight and their war. The worship of nationalism and patriotism puts, again, a nation ahead of God. God is on the throne of this nation. He is where we need to put our eyes, our eyes on the cross, our eyes on the crown. 
But the problem is that when we get into nationalism and patriotism, we start to put our eyes onto a corporate flag. We put our eyes onto a territory and a land. We put our eyes onto men in ruling class. We put our eyes on national anthems, and we put our eyes on the definition of what it is to be American, hot dogs, apple pie, Chevrolet, all this other stuff. We are, by definition, first and foremost, God's children. And the whole idea that the elites constructed a long time ago of nation states was to have people give an identity to the king, to the ruling class, to this geography where they were, so that the people would self-divide themselves. That's a problem where we are right now. Because things are totally in chaos and upside down. There is a person, I go back to this, and his name is Donald J. Trump, that has the ability to put a stop to this nightmare of this injection. They would throw the media into an absolute tizzy. They would send the elites screaming bloody murder and trying to probably take him to court again. They might even try to kill his family. But here's the deal. What type of leader are you? Are you willing to throw it all in the line for God? and for your children, and in so doing, do you trust in God? That is a super big statement because when we don't have an intimate relationship with God and we aren't willing to trust in God, then we forget a very important part of who we are. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. When we hold to that space and we are trying, and especially leaders in this nation, that is how traumatic, dramatic change is made. A nation that humbles themselves before God and seeks repentance for sins. A class of a group of religious, spiritual leaders centered in their love in Christ that can speak honest truth to a leader not play a dance-around game to have pictures taken so they can all say that they rub shoulders with the president while they close their churches and mask their people up. And that hard conversations that they can have that also lead the leader to take the bold actions, the courageous actions, to do what few will do. If I'm going to compare Mike Lindell and, and Donald J. Trump, I'm going to tell you what, who I think is the better leader, and it's not Trump. And this is how I gauge it. I gauge the fact that Mike Lindell has stood out here in front of everybody. He, he literally does hardly accept security, just so you know this. He goes out and, and fights tirelessly into the world. He has dumped tens of millions of dollars of his own money to fight fights that the media has excoriated him for with no support. About had his company erased from the globe because they tried to cancel culture. Fights back. And all of this all the time by giving generously to patriots, giving, giving, giving to his nation, but beginning his days, beginning his life on his knees to pray to Christ and having the humbleness to do so even in front of a crowd of people. He's not afraid of showing his love in Christ. That is the type of leadership we need. If we're going to have Trump lead us, that's what has to happen. And if he's going to save himself, and I'm going to be blunt because When you start to step off this path, God puts us in places for particular reasons. 
God is not accidental of why we arrive at places. Each one of us has a responsibility in our lives, no matter where we are, to be that disciple into the world and to speak the, speak the word to help hopefully bringing people closer to their relationship with Christ. Sometimes that might be one-on-one. Sometimes that might be in front of millions. But Donald J. Trump has the influence of the world. There has never been a leader that we know of in modern times anyway that almost every single person on the globe knows his name. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. That doesn't mean they like him. But he's literally one of the most divisive characters ever to surface in politics in known history. And as a result, everybody has a position on Trump. That means that he's either a uniter or he's a divider. And if he's walking with God, he's seeking to be a uniter. And though we may deviate from a path and we may stumble, which we all do because we are human, and even if those stumbles are severe and cost lives, a true leader is going to stand up and take the accountability and do the right thing and humbling themselves before God and asking for forgiveness and repentance through Christ. It is that simple. I am not giving him any excuses right now. I am telling, I am stating where he needs to be for me to give his support again, for me to get his support again, or the other way around, for me to give him my support. And so we pray, but we have to stop the excuses. The excuses are what is killing this, and it's not, it's not benefiting our relationship with God. What are we saying to God? Well, God, I know that he's having trouble, but I, I, I just, I don't think it's that way. I think really he's working with the elite. Well, God, I don't know. I, maybe he's just a young Christian in transition. Look, God knows where he is. God doesn't ask us to try to interpret what God's rules are or what God's actions are. But what he has put on our heart is we need to pray for people and be clear about the truth that we're willing to speak. And it's really that simple. If we're not going to be willing to look at something and, and be willing to be the Esther in the moment, think about this. Esther went in thinking that she would probably be killed by telling the king the truth and asking for what needed to be done. Do we have anybody in Trump's circle that's willing to take that risk? Not that I know of. Instead, everybody's worried about getting their next position in the next cabinet, their next re-election, their next election bid, whatever the nonsense is, their, ref- their resume, bent, resume check marks so they can have, build a great audience in their own congregations, whatever. But we are lacking the selflessness of leadership that we need to take this country back to the feet of God. And so that falls on one group of people, and that's us the people, the remnant, the children of God. And we have to do that because the leaders have lost their way. And so if we are going to put our worship into leaders and we are not going to call leaders out for the truth, we are now no better than them and we are walking ourselves off the path and don't expect God to step in and do a good thing. Because if judgment is placed on the nation, as I believe it has, We will witness exactly what we are. And if you are one trying to tell yourself, well, Trump's going to be back, I'm going to challenge you with this. God is not going to let him come back until he repents and the people pray for him for repentance. And I do believe that. 
So we know that the leadership has failed. We know that Trump is wandering in the desert somewhere out here and has taken the wrong turn promoting a vax that is killing people. Every time he opens his mouth and says that about the vax, he is taking the risk of leading yet another one into the injection. I mentioned this on the previous show, and I'm not exaggerating. I have had calls today and in the la- this last week with people and families who are conservative, I have who have followed Trump. One is... There have been people now that are sick and dying, and it is directly related to the vax. And in my way of looking at the world, if they trusted in Trump and they took the vax, there's probably a high high probability that they trusted what the president said. That is a consequence of life and death. Words have consequence. So just don't brush it under the rug that, well, he's just not trying. He's, He's in a bind. He has a responsibility to lead this nation. And we have a responsibility to lead this nation with God. And that means that we pray for repentance. That means we pray for our leaders. But that it means above all that we speak truth. And that's a hard thing to do. I would love to see Trump have the humility to be a praying president. I would love to see Trump have the humility to call out this vax for what it is and put a stop to it with one tweet because he would send this entire system into a tizzy. I don't want to hear any more of this garbage of, well, it's a war and people die. Those that say that, I hope that you have the opportunity to drag the dead off the battlefield and smell the rotting corpse. And that may sound harsh, but until you touch death and no death in war, y'all tell you what, you can fantasize all you want and, and rationalize all you want, but death is death. And that's another one of God's children. So we are in a place right now where our prayers are as important as they've ever been. We are in a place right now where our humbleness before God, our unified repentance for this nation, praying to God to help us bring this nation back to him, to repent for the sins of this nation are as important as ever. And we also now have to take on another burden because the leadership around Trump and the spiritual leaders and, and people giving him spiritual guidance have failed so miserably that we as the people need to let our voice be known to President Trump that we're praying for you, but this is what you're doing and it has to stop. I think he's got a good heart. I would never have supported that man if I didn't think so. But in the fog of war and in the fog of the swirling cyclone of demons and evil that's around him, without good eyes around him, giving him good counsel on the path ahead, we end up where we are. And worse, if a man like that has never been into what is a true leadership position, just because a person runs a a company and is a CEO of a company does not mean that his leadership has been tried and tested. Quite to the contrary, many times... The decisions have never been about life and death, and yet the presidency is a a lot about life and death. It isn't just another business. 
So without good counselors and guides in that, you might be looking to make another deal to demonstrate yet again the art of the deal. But the art of the deal when you're dealing with Satan never works out to your benefit, ever. Sometimes the art of the deal is saying no and being truthful and honest at the cost of everything in your life but knowing that you're trusting in God in that path in such a magnificent way that no matter what befalls you, God has you, will guide you, will protect you, and lead you to glory. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in this time, I I come back daily, and I think we all circle back daily, to the challenges we are facing, but also the, the passages that hopefully will lead us and guide us in this time in, in a way that will give us strength to truly understand our way through what, this, this maze of lies and this, this challenges that we face before us. Lord, we're, we're reminded by Luke 10.19, and in Luke, and this is just the reminder, Lord, of what you've given us in this time to truly be aware of what our birthright is and what inheritance sits before us. Behold, I have given you the authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. Lord, I pray that we can just have this in our heart and know the strength of that. And not just us, Lord, but we pray for our leader, our leader. We pray for President Trump. We pray for those that are around him, that they'll finally have the strength to stand up and say what needs to be said. Let them be reminded of Jeremiah 6.16, that we all have a choice. Stand by the, stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient paths and where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Lord, it's time that this nation repents, and we pray for that repentance. We come before you on our knees and humbly pray for the repentance of this nation, for the sins that have been done. There are so many that have suffered this last months unnecessarily, so much so because so many lies were spread and so much deceit was put into our lives. And sadly, even those that we trusted, like President Trump, didn't do the right thing. Truth is hard to look at, and truth is hard to see. And it's hard for us many times, Lord, to take off the rose-colored glasses and look truth clearly with the eyes to see that you give us. Forgive us for those transgressions. But now we stand boldly before you. We put our eyes open, our ears clear, to see clearly what's before us, and we pray for President Trump. We pray for this nation. We pray for the repentance of our land. And we ask your forgiveness for the sins that's blessed and ask for your mercy on this time to heal us and to bring us back to you. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. None of this is easy. This walk, I think, you know, so much of the early walk was joyous and fun, and we've all got this, and it's all going to be a happy day. But it's not just easy. 
Walking the narrow path is never said to be easy. It's the wide gate is the easy path. The narrow gate is challenging on all levels. It's the discernment. It's the honesty. It's the truth. It's the ability to stand out there and speak the truth when no one else wants to hear it. That path in many times may feel alone, but what we have to embrace in our hearts is it's not being alone. We are a fellowship, a remnant, a fellowship across this world that truly comes together. But we're bound through our love in Christ Jesus. No one wants to sit here and go, I I got deceived or I can't believe this is happening with President Trump, whatever. Well, it is. And the way through this now is our prayers, our prayers for our nation, our prayer for this land, our prayer for God's kingdom, and the mercy that he can give, and the healing that he can bring. God has put a sword to this world. We know that. And he's, we're seeing that division of this world happen before us. But that in itself gives truth and clarity. For all things hidden will be revealed. John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. Let us seek those greater works, patriots, because By those words alone, we know that we can heal this land. It only takes two or three that are gathered. And there's many more of us than that. But it's our commitment to that walk in Christ in an intimate way. And we become the voice that Trump needs to hear, the voice that this nation needs to hear, the voice that the people around the world need to hear. That there is greatness ahead of us. But it's not through leadership of men. It's through our relationship in Christ and salvation through him and to the Father. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. Our prayers are so important right now. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. We just have to trust more deeply in him and seek him in a most intimate way. A living, breathing relationship through Christ Jesus to the Father. And God's got this. He's going to win this. But we have a big role. And never underestimate how important each and every one of us is. Because Father is patient. He wants his children home, and he's going to use us each in a tremendous way, in a bigger way than we've ever imagined if we simply turn to him and say, send me. So send me. I'll see you tomorrow night for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, thank you. Good night. God bless. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something
Thank、you 